Hello everyone, I'm Dominic Serta, and this is my new book called Ultimate Game, Becoming a Free Human. My first quote, the ultimate gift you can give to the world is to show you are constantly evolving. Otherwise, what's the point? Forward, why is the truth about self-deception not known and avoided by most people? Is self-deception just a hopeless, ordinary, habitual experience that's destined to make your life miserable? Why does being untrue to ourselves lead us down the path of making poor decisions that hurt us, that damages our relationships and make us feel, makes us feel broken? What is self-deception? And what can you do about it? Self-deception is the sham of misleading yourself into believing something isn't true. It's motivated by a mix of factors such as your desire to avoid discomfort, to maintain your self-esteem, or to justify your actions. Self-deception is an impossible habit to break without the right tools and guidance. When you become aware of the ways in which you deceive yourself, you can start to make changes in your thinking, actions, and behaviors that will change your life for the better for the rest of your life. Being true to yourself involves knowing what you ideally want in life and taking actions on those ideals. Happiness and freedom are the consequences. In life, by our choices, we always create consequences from our actions. In this book, I explore causes and ideas for breaking your habit of self-deception. Self How to be honest with yourself. The first step to breaking the habit of self-deception is to learn what it means to be true to yourself and the benefits that come with it. This is an essential, this is essential if you want the payoffs. How to rebuild self-confidence. Once you start becoming aware of how you're deceiving yourself, if you want change, you can start to challenge your beliefs. Discover why you believe what you do and exactly what to do to gain back your confidence and self-esteem. How to be open to new information. When you're open to new information and willing to do a little practice, you'll stop deceiving yourself. If you're willing to learn from others and to change your mind when you're presented with new ideas, then you hold the key to real freedom. How to practice self-acceptance. Self-deception is also often a result of protecting ourselves from discomfort in all areas of our lives. When you accept yourself, you'll stop lying to yourself. Breaking the destructive habit of self-deception is a challenge. However, it's a worthwhile game to play in life. When you're honest with yourself, challenge your beliefs, and are open to new information, you can start to live a free and authentic life. What I'm about to share with you is a combination of 40 plus years of personal experience and knowledge that was directly shared with me by some of my most respected life guides. I hope you find it valuable. Feel free to reach out with questions, comments, and thoughts. My email is dominicserta at gmail.com. D-O-M-E-N-I-C 
C-E-R-T-A at gmail.com. Thank you. Introduction. The root of all evil isn't the love of money. It's lying. Lying is the oldest trick in the book, and the temptation of either lying or being truthful permeates the forefront of our mind almost every moment of our waking hours. Lying, also known as pretending, is the most destructive force, and speaking the truth is the most powerful force in our world. So if speaking the truth is so powerful and provides the greatest reward in life, why is it our greatest and ultimate challenge? If people already know these simple, intrinsically, and universally known truths, why don't more people speak the truth? Many of our ancient religious texts talk about how the truth will set you free. However, I suspect that most people think this simple statement is about speaking the truth to others. And there isn't much guidance for how speaking the truth, this speaking the truth thing actually works. My experience has shown me that this simple yet very powerful statement is really about speaking the truth to ourselves. What's the difference? From my experience, after many years of guidance and practical daily practice, I can say with full confidence that the difference is stark. My purpose for writing this book is to explain this difference. If I hadn't stumbled upon my teacher, I'm not sure where I'd be in life right now. I know with certainty that I wouldn't be thinking about where I could find a teacher to help me learn how to tell the truth. Why would I even consider finding someone when I wouldn't know that such a person person even exists? Now, fully knowing what the benefits are, I wonder why more people aren't looking. Most people have never seriously worked at speaking the truth on a consistent basis because they simply don't know what the benefits are. They've never been made aware of it to a point where it made a life-changing impact on them. And without knowing the impact of the benefits, people aren't able to ever enjoy the true freedom that comes from working at speaking the truth and being true to themselves. There's the external truth, which is speaking the truth to others, our external voice, that we use to interact with other people. If you haven't noticed yet, People lie all the time to each other and appear to think nothing of it. In every facet of life, in every country, in every family, in relationships, churches, politics, neighborhoods, businesses, schools, etc., lies are thrown around like a normal part of life. And then there's the internal truth, being true to yourself. Our internal voice, the quiet voice, our conscious voice that so often gets overlooked. It's by far the most unknown and avoided of the two, and I'll now make my best attempt to clarify both here right now. As I will explain, the result of speaking the truth is pure happiness, joy, and freedom. In the pursuit of happiness, joy, and freedom, Humans have ripped the planet and each other apart. All of the human-made disasters that have happened is a direct result of humans not knowing how how to create happiness, how to create happiness, joy, and freedom on their own. Humans look for happiness, joy, and freedom outside of themselves, but this is not where happiness, joy, and freedom are found. 
Every experience we have hap- that we have happens from within. So why are so many people not aware of this? Secret to happiness. To me, the secret to true lasting happiness, satisfaction, contentment, sanity, and fulfillment in life is to learn to love ourselves by being true to ourselves. It certainly has worked for me. We have the ability to attain everything that we could possibly want right before our very eyes. Happiness, gratification, balance, right-mindedness, love, joy, money, worldly experiences, a fiery romance, a beautiful home and health. However, our lies and self-deception are what prevents us from experiencing all that. And it has to do with becoming aware of and listening to our inner voice. As simple as that sounds, it's very complex. A look behind the scene. I think most people feel they're not all right just the way they are. I think this is true about most people. If you walk up to a person and ask them, do you feel good about who you are? They'll say, yeah, I'm fine. Or someone else might say in a self-righteous way, I'm a queen. I'm a boss, or I'm awesome just the way I am, and if you don't like me, then that's your problem. You see, these attitudes aren't new, and they've been happening since the beginning of time. It's easy to see this with all the senseless arguments and even wars that have been happening and occurred, and unless we, as a collective society, become aware of the problem, these attitudes will continue to destroy our world. I've been heavily involved with personal and spiritual growth, the freeing of our spirit, which I define as spiritual growth, for more than 30 years, first as a student, then as a facilitator. And what I've seen happen in our society at the most fundamental level, our lives have become mostly about deception, not only to deceive other people, but to deceive ourselves. Everything now is about deception, and I'm going to explain why. If you look a little deeper, the result of all this deception is that more and more people are freely, are feeling lonely, separated from their surroundings, surroundings, disconnected from their people, from the people they work with, people in their community, their spouses, and their children. The feeling of separation may not happen initially, but little by little over time with continuous deception, people are feeling more and more separated from the people and things they love in life. People feel so separate that they casually and verbally abuse others on social media without knowing anything about them or their life. What I now know is that people simply just don't know how to tell the truth. Speaking the truth isn't a mainstream topic on social media, on TV, or even most churches. Speaking the truth isn't something that's at the forefront of the minds of teachers or parents. Just notice how spouses and parents send each other off to their days. They say things like, have a great day, don't work too hard, be amazing, pay attention in school. But do you ever hear anyone say, remember to tell the truth? You don't. People simply aren't reminded to tell the truth and be truthful to themselves. People are way more focused on looking like they're speaking the truth 
and not getting caught in a lie. Place to begin. After working with people for many years, I think it's time and very important for you, the listener, to consider the possibility that you're not speaking the truth to yourself. Telling the truth to others is one thing. However, telling the truth to yourself must become the most important ambition of your life. If you're interested in learning more about being true to yourself, then a place to begin is is to ask yourself some of these questions. Why do I always pretend that most most everything is fine? What is it that makes me think that it's better to pretend than it is to be myself? Why have I concluded that it's better to pretend than it is to be authentic? Why is it so difficult for me to be real with others? Why don't I just speak my mind and tell people the way it is for me? Why don't I practice being real? What's it going to take for me to get back in touch with myself? Why is it that I think that being inauthentic is a better solution to a happier life? Why do I feel disconnected to people I love? Why am I not experiencing joy in important areas of my life? Why is it that I'm always trying to perfect my game of deception? Why do I pretend that I'm not struggling when I am? Why am I so angry inside? Why am I so sad? You see, to pretend is to lie. I think the problem we have as a society is that people don't know that the truth is what will set them free. They've never been taught that it's their internal truth that will give them the freedom they've been searching for all their life. They don't know that the reason they get a new stylish haircut, uh, to wear a fancy watch, or to put on a, a phony smile is to cover up who they are. How would they know that? Who says that? Nobody says that. There's not one person, man or woman, that I'm aware of who says that telling the truth is what will set you free. And if you practice, it will transform your life. No one is talking about that. Most people, from my observation, are pointing their fingers and blaming others for their woes, and they have no idea they're doing it. People don't know that blaming others is their programmed way to distract themselves from looking at themselves. People don't know that the way they dress is a cover-up for hiding the way they are inside. They think that looking fashionable is going to make them look better in the eyes of other people, and that looking fashionable will in some way make them feel better about who they are inside and how they conduct their lives. Being in fashion isn't bad or wrong, I'm just presenting an alternative way to look at yourself so that you can see what might really be going on with you. There are many people, for example, that if they were confronted with taking their clothes off at a nude beach, they'd be totally freaked out. As a society, we've become so alienated from ourselves, so much so that for someone to experience who we are authentically, or for them to see this body that we occupy, would be a horrible experience. It all goes back to hiding the truth about who we are. It's not social, socially accepted anymore to be who we are. On the flip side, some people even get self-righteous about it 
accept me for who I am, or you can just piss off. If you go, if I go and ask a person, are you speaking the truth? They'll say, yes. Have you noticed that? They always say, yes. I always tell the truth. Well, sometimes I lie, but mostly I tell the truth. In important matters, I always tell the truth. They never bring up anything about how or what they're doing to be true to themselves. Never. If you ask someone, what did you do today to be true to yourself? They look at you like you were an alien from another planet. As a society, we've completely lost sight of the fact that we aren't being true to ourselves. Now, that's not a blame. It's not a criticism. It's not a judgment. And it's nothing to feel bad about. For example, you don't have to feel bad about eating so many carbs and creating insulin resistance. Of course, it's your choice to feel bad about it or not. And it would be a smart thing to know that all you had to do was to eat more nutrient-rich foods to be true to your health. All you have to do with your life to feel happier and be more healthy is to learn something about self-deception and how self-deception makes you believe that you're being true to yourself. Here's another quote. Children are innocently happy, yes? Let's be big children in big healthy bodies with a with a responsible adult mind. Let's be carefree and enjoy the simple things in life. Let's smile and let our laughter be infectious and heartwarming, always and everywhere. Where the shift begins. If you suddenly discovered you weren't being true to yourself and you felt the devastating consequences, would you change or shift into a different lifestyle? Yes, I think everybody would. If it became safe enough for, for you to explore the reason you're not so happy, the reason you're not so healthy, the reason you're not so open, the reason that you can't always relate freely, the reason you don't have the confidence that you feel you should, it starts from not being true to yourself. All of the things that we all want, health, self-confidence, money, self-esteem, a supportive family, loyal friends, romance, a comfortable and safe home, a thriving business, a satisfying job, comfortable retirement, knowledge, self-knowledge, self-determination, fun, fun hobbies, self-love, self-control, self-trust, etc. Starts with being true to yourself. If you aren't experiencing those things, it's not because you don't have the right education or because you're overweight. That's not why you lost your self-trust. It's not because you don't have a high salary, you don't have or you don't drive a new car, or that you don't have the money to buy the latest gadgets. That's not why you don't have the trust or determination. It's not why you don't feel happy and content or feel at peace with yourself. What I now know the background and the foundation for happiness is, is to be true to myself, to trust myself. And when I say be true, I don't mean be true the way that you now think I'm saying be true, because I already know that you think that you're being true to yourself. Telling the truth is about learning to be true to ourselves so that we can learn to love ourselves. When we love ourselves, just like when we hear 
that when, when we're in love with someone else, there isn't anything that can stop us from maintaining that true love. Loving ourselves isn't self-righteous. It's about living cleanly and doing whatever is morally necessary to create the best life we can for ourselves while we still can. What you don't know is how you deceive yourself. Most, if not all the time, is the real cause for all the personal, personally important things in your life that aren't working the way that you want them to. Damage of self-deception. The, resel- the result of self-deception is that it prevents us from having what we want in life. And most importantly, that we lose the ability to be naturally and spontaneously happy for no reason. We lose the ability to feel free, to feel authentic, and to just be ourselves without self-criticism or judgment from others. When we feel free and without self-judgment, there's very little that, we can, that can stop us from getting what we want in life. If we were free, we wouldn't have to build ourselves up. When we self-deceive, we lose our ability to be confident about ourselves. And with the talents and skills that we have and don't have, we lose our ability to be creative. And we lose our openness to be real with other people. Basically, what it comes down to is that we sabotage ourselves and we end up losing our freedom to be who we are, who we once were born to naturally be. Most people know that they're pretending and they're putting on an act to cover up all their confusion. They don't know why they do it. And when I've asked them, they've said, why not? Everybody else does it. Even though there are serious consequences to this deceptive behavior, it doesn't slow people down. It just keeps getting worse and worse. People are callous because they have lied so many times that the feeling of insecurity, helplessness, out of or no self-control, guilt, shame, low self-esteem, etc. are buried. So here it is. The reason you pretend is because you don't know about the experience of freedom that's available for you. And unless unless you're curious about how to ignite that experience of freedom, you won't make any effort toward finding a way to learn how to be true to yourself. Real freedom. One of the things that I've said in my training is it's much freer to live our lives in a way that it would be all right to have everything we do and say written up on social media on a daily basis. If you want to experience real freedom, begin to conduct your life in a way that it's all right with you that everyone knows everything about you. Not that this would ever happen, and conceptually, there's real freedom in living that way. Now, this isn't the way we live in society. Totally open? No way. First of all, it begins with a very difficult decision that you and I have to make, which is to be willing to look at the possibility that I'm deceiving myself all the time. That's the first thing that will move you in the direction of changing the way you are. If you're not willing to consider that, you're deceiving yourself all the time, then you have no chance in hell to improve your life the way you secretly want to change your life. Many years ago, I didn't know anything about being true to myself or about self-deception. If you had asked me, do you tell the truth? I'd have said, yes, of course I tell the truth. 
Having been an outstanding military person, I considered myself to be a very accountable person. Yet, I didn't have the sophistication nor the ability to know that I wasn't being true to myself. I was totally 100% unaware of it. At that time of my life, to even look at the possibility that I wasn't being true and that I was deceiving myself was the furthest thing from my mind. I was focused on my survival. I was focused on keeping my job, paying my bills, and finding some time in between to have some fun. A number of years ago, this would happen a lot. I'd say to myself, I'm going to start exercising or stop smoking, and then I wouldn't do it. And then I'd come up with a bunch of reasons why I didn't do it, and then I'd completely forget about it. Every so often, I would tell someone or some of my friends that I was going to start exercising or whatever. Then a few weeks later, when I saw them, saw them I'd be a little nervous that they might ask how my exercise was going. If they didn't ask, I knew they were probably in the same boat I was. When they did ask, I always felt a little guilty and, of course, lied and said I was exercising. What was my guilt? What was my guilt really about? At that time in my life, I didn't really care about feeling guilty. I just felt uncomfortable for a few seconds, then laugh it off and forget. No big deal. I didn't know that the reason for the guilt was because I had deceived and violated myself. I acted against that little spirit inside me, that little voice that wanted to go for it with my health and with all areas of my life. I didn't know that the reason I felt guilty was because I had lied to myself. I didn't know that, and I was totally unaware of it. Now that I've learned more about my own self-deception and the effects of me lying to myself, I know better. As I began to discover and experience the price I was paying for lying to myself, little by little, as I kept myself aware of it and practiced, I stopped. This, that's not to say that I'm not still challenged, nor does it mean that I don't on occasion deceive myself. It means that I've weaned myself off chronic self-deception, and I can now totally and consciously manage it. As a conscious, as a consequence, I feel innocently happy 99% of the time. Being true to myself or being true to ourself is a lifelong process. And don't think for a second that you'll ever master it. So looking forward, when you begin to be true to yourself, you'll discover that to be vulnerable is perfectly safe. It's only when you lie that it's not safe to be vulnerable because then you can get called out. Getting called out is just like getting eaten or killed by a bigger animal in nature. We do everything we know to avoid getting called out or caught in a lie. I'm sure you've noticed that little children are very vulnerable and don't fear getting called out. Well, with the exception of those parents who are so insecure, who also lie to themselves all the time, who start to call their kids out at a very early age to look authoritative and appear as if they're the all-knowing parent. Little do parents know that what they're about to do to their kids, with all good intentions, will change their child's trajectory for the rest of their lives. Notice that little kids don't listen much to their parents. They observe them so that at some level they know that their parents aren't all-knowing. This is why kids start to defy their parents, because they know their parents don't behave true to their word. 
Fortunately, there are a few parents who work on themselves to be in alignment and think, let them be kids. Have you noticed that? Little kids usually don't have any fear of being called out. They have the freedom to be authentic. They have the freedom to make mistakes without the internal fear of being clobbered by their parents or by their friends or teachers. And they have the freedom to love the adventure of life. When a fortunate kid like that does, does get clobbered, they soon forget about it and quickly get on with their life, their life adventure. In fact, with little children, we have to do something unpleasant with them in order for them to be unhappy because their natural state is happiness. For too many adults, it's the opposite. We have to do something pleasant for them, to, with them in order for them to be happy because their natural state is unhappy. We all started out as innocently happy and free beings, then ended up as self-deceiving liars. The human being is the ultimate the human being is the ultimate mechanism in known existence, composed of give or take one or two, 75 trillion cells that carry out a variety of complex chemical reactions. It's estimated that a staggering 100 trillion reactions are happening in our body every second. Not to mention that we don't have to micromanage the process. So what has happened to the human being? Maybe if we were left alone and not indoctrinated by our predecessors, by our, by our late teens or mid-twenties, we would end up feeling ecstatic. Creating internal duality. Children still have that freedom, and it's directly attributed to the fact that they don't lie to themselves. More specifically, they haven't learned how to deceive themselves yet, and they don't know how to create that duality inside themselves. They just go for it. They go for whatever is happening with them at the moment. Their energy, playfulness, and curiosity is boundaryless. Children are our greatest examples for going for it in life. Most adults and teens don't go for it anymore. They used to. Adults and teens are preoccupied with lying to themselves because they have, slow, they have slowly over time created internal duality. The preoccupation is barely noticeable, and yet there's a constant moment-to-moment -moment struggle with it. Examples. Should I eat that or should I eat this? Should I exercise today or wait until tomorrow? Should I wear the shiny one or the plain one? Should I make my bed or leave it? Should I do the dishes or leave them? The list is endless. Internal duality is simple. We create two scenarios in our mind when there should only be one. The first scenario is where we stay true to our highest standards, our higher standards. For example, choosing a healthier meal rather than a, uh, a, some quick junk food. And the second scenario is when we eat, when we let ourselves take the easy way out. When we choose lower standards, we intentionally violate our integrity. Integrity simply means unity wholeness, and undividedness. Maintaining integrity is doing what we know is the right thing to do for us to stay aligned with our standards. In other words, saying, staying true to yourself or ourselves.
Digging deeper to the root meaning of the word integrity, it means innocence, blamelessness, and integer. Integer means whole or one. To behave in alignment with our integrity. When we're aligned, we have no guilt and no need to blame ourselves, and we remain in the state of innocence, just like kids naturally do. How do these definitions compare to the character of little children? Are you beginning to understand? So we adults become internally divided when we create two scenarios in our minds. In a way, we're split, conflicted, and we create an internal dialogue that struggles with the opposition of these two antagonistic scenarios. As you can now see, we adults simply don't know that we're lying and we don't know that we've learned how to deceive ourselves so slowly over time that we never even knew it was happening to us. This is what creates all the confusion that we need to get away from.